When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, everybody out there in the outside world of the internet, out in the grand expanses of all of your workshops and spaces and studios, and in your minds and in your ears, you are listening to the Work For It podcast. This is episode 33, right here on the Makery Network. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Benjamin. Butler from the Benjamin Butler Company. Uh, he's the wood and I'm the steel. And one of yeah, these yeah. days he's going to be the steel and I'm going to be the wood. And then we're going to, and then it's going to be a whole mix up. <laughs> if you would like to call it a mashup, even, we could call it a mashup. <laughs> we go both ways uh, here on the, on the Work For It podcast. Switch hitters <laughs> right here. We podcast. don't discriminate. <laughs> wood, steel, you know, <laughs> they're both hard. That is ridiculous. That's right. They are both hard. All day long, baby. All day long. Yeah. Yeah. Working for it. That's it. That is it. So, Mr. Ben, how you doing, man? You doing all right? I'm I'm doing well, yeah. Back in back in the good old state of Idaho here, back in the shop. And man, I'll tell you. Is it cold there? Yeah, it's cold, but I'm enjoying it, you know, 11, amounted to about 11 days, I guess, out, away from the shop, you yeah. know, and it sounds pathetic to say, but, you know, it's like you kind of miss it. <laughs> don't, I don't think it's pathetic at all, to be honest. I, I'm the same way. If I don't get my shop time in, oh. I am, I'm a, I'm a beast. I'm a bear. I yeah. turn into, I turn it like, this is my solace. If I come, I come here right. and I'm working and I can do the things I need to do with yeah. zero obligations. It's, it's really nice. I was actually watching think- a video last night of, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of shop nation. Um, I can't yes. think of the guy's name, but, um, it's like a side hustle just- gig for him. You, you know, who I'm yeah. talking about, right. I do. I, I just saw he, is it the, was it the video about how much his channel made or whatever? Yeah. So because nice. you and I are now on this, like you sent me the handmade podcast with Jimmy Daresta and they're talking yes. numbers, right? So, right. And Jimmy's pretty candid on there about the money he that really he made. really is. And it was surprising. And, um, 
And it was, by the way, if you haven't listened to the Handmade Podcast with Chris Sepp, Derek from Alden, and Paul Pinto, you should go listen to it. Um, the episode with Jimmy Duresta, I'm just a big Jimmy Duresta fan. So, you know, it was interesting <laughs> to hear their dynamic. Super yeah. great episode. Probably my favorite episode. They're all very relaxed, having a great time yeah. busting each other's balls big time. And I, I really like that. And then it's- also Jimmy talks about, you know, money he's made from his sponsorships. And it's it's in my head. I'm like, oh, man, it's super risky to do. But, you know, he's yeah. in a position where, you know, those risks probably, you know, talking about it publicly is not. Right. Um, going to damage anything he's done. So it's. And I know, think he. And I'm he, super proud of what he's done. I mean, good Lord. That's great. Yeah. It was, it was neat, you know, and I think, well, some of it, to be frank, I think he, he opened up probably because he didn't think too many folks would listen. So people should go <laughs> listen. <laughs> right. I think he said that too. He's like, no one will hear this anyway. Yeah. So no, I'm just number gonna... one. So go listen to, uh, yeah, go listen to their podcast. But number two, I agree. It was just, you know, it just felt like dudes sitting around the, the, the dining, the kitchen table, you know, at the farmhouse, yeah. just bullshitting. And I think it's, you know, it's interesting. I, um, you know, I've spent the last 10 years working for the government, so it wouldn't be hard for anybody to figure out how much I make. You know, I mean, all the government salaries are, are pretty public. Um, but there are, you know, it's funny that, that as YouTubers and content creators, people feel obligated to even share that, right? As a, I, th- I think it's in defense of being a content creator. Uh, you know, doing that for a living that they share numbers, you know, like Jimmy in some way, maybe trying to justify the career, you know, or whatever. Um, because there's no way in hell that a doctor would make a YouTube video and say, you know, last year I made five million dollars in surgeries and <laughs> you know right yeah, like no one reveals that stuff the and... drug company paid me a million bucks and you know yeah um so it's to me it's always it's always kind of interesting i think it's incredible and i think that uh folks like him and and the shop nation uh that you're mentioning i started watching that video and and didn't finish it yet but i know why you didn't finish it because he drones on a little bit no a little bit but it's just like get to it already it's the last like it's the last uh 25 percent of the video is where he gets into the the bits and pieces of it so like i'll give you a quick synopsis but yeah so the previous year in 2019 i think his total net was somewhere around like 25 or or thirty thousand dollars um and uh for his channel and he had at the end of last year well at the beginning of last year i think he had like fifty thousand or fifty or forty thousand subscribers and he gained like uh, he now he's at one hundred and fifteen thousand so he put down in and he broke it all down he did a great job because um when you actually get to the meat and potatoes of the video you know he breaks it down from AdSense, uh, AdSense uh, revenue, which is, you know, from YouTube directly, uh, the yeah. ads that people watch, uh, his his Etsy store, which has all of his plan sets and any merchandise, you know, Shop Nation mm-hmm. merchandise and then sponsorships. So he breaks it down into three different categories and shows you the growth to uh, not spoiler nice. alert. If you don't you know want to know, just, you know, fast forward about 10 seconds, but he jumped up. Uh, from 60,000 or, or that from that 30, what is, what was it? It was, it was about 30,000. 20 so, yeah. yeah. 25 to 30,000 in 2019 to 115,000. Damn. Boy. In 2020. So 
it was like a 350% uh, increase, right? Where, in um, all of his where did he see the most uh, increase? In his Etsy sales. In so, Etsy. Yeah. yeah. So what, what he's doing is he's designing, creating plan sets and then yeah. posting them up on Etsy. And I think that, I mean, gosh, that was like uh, more than 60% of the total. And passive, income. right? Like almost, almost well, completely passive. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, wa- right? Yeah, yeah, Jimmy talks about that too. He's like, I walk away for six months, and these AdSense videos are still generating the money that he's making, you know, yeah. from that. But eventually, it'll dwindle away. Yeah, and you're and and you're working for it, you know. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you're making the content is work. Uh, I myself have been on a drought lately, and. You know, have not oh, put out traveling and stuff, much so. content at all, and I just, you know, it's my little my little uh, beginning of the year break, and I'm ready to ramp it back up. But, but it, when you take just taking that part out of my life for two weeks, you know, more or less, what I found is now I'm interacting with people more. You know, it's weird. It's like uh, you almost you either have time to be very engaged. Or you have time to create content, and it's so hard to do both. Um, it, you know, it just takes so much time. You could literally sit there all day, right, <laughs> and and comment on posts, reply to comments, and and yuck it up with with friends. And I mean, and that's I think where the algorithms headed, right? It's like all 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 signs point towards they want engaged users and um, he, he talks about that in the video which i appreciate but it's also things that i knew which is the reason why yeah. i'm bitching about the, the yeah. first half of the well, video everybody everybody does that right they they're like man this i'm gonna make the video that i wish would have been out when i first started and then they get on and it's like well where's the fucking meat man right right <laughs> well he t- the, the 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 piece of information you have to walk away with in the beginning is and this is something from his 2019 uh, monetization recap video that I watched uh-huh. uh, that I really, that piece of advice really hit me hard. And it was YouTube's goal is to keep as much focus and attention on is on YouTube. So, you know, yeah. the minute they click away, you know, from your channel or from YouTube in general, that's when YouTube goes, hey, I'm going to yep. stop promoting your something videos. New. And I'm, you know, but if they click from, say your video about a grinder and then they switch over to a, say a video about um, like a port of bandsaw. That means that they're now engaged with your channel specifically. That means YouTube will then start suggesting more of your content to that user. So the goal is to keep them engaged and on your channel and following you. Nice. And yeah. that's that's I pulled that away and I went, oh man, that's a really makes great sense, tip. Right? Makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about me and the me is YouTube in that case. And uh, damn yeah. selfish, aren't they? Well, yeah, right. And I, I say the same thing with Instagram, right? And and um, you know, I I reminisce about two years ago when the platform was you know so different and whatever you know blah blah blah. Um, but was what was also different is that quite literally every day at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, I would make a post, you know, and eventually, uh, you know, 
the computers start to depend on Ben making a post at 10 a.m. Mountain Time every single freaking day, yeah. you know, and, and it becomes a dependable source of content, right? I mean, we are the product, <laughs> like it or not, when you're yeah. on these platforms, you are their product. Um, and, and how they push you and sell you to other people is how they make business, you know, how they make it all work. And if you're not interesting enough to be a hot commodity, then tough luck, Chuck. I gained a a hundred subscribers yesterday because my fan base clicked or or there was a, a Facebook thread in a, um, blacksmithing or bladesmithing for beginners uh-huh. group. And um, I, I'm going to create down in the show notes. I'm going to create uh, a, a series of links of all the Facebook groups I'm in because yeah, that'd be they're, good. They're very, uh, there's a lot of different ones. You know, there's ones that are solely focused on grinders. There's ones that are solely focused on blacksmithing and then bladesmithing mm-hmm. and bladesmithing for beginners and blah, blah, blah. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Somebody wrote in on one of the big ones. It's got over a hundred thousand users. Who are you following nice. on uh, YouTube? Who should we be watching? And I got tagged. I mean, you know. Oh, nice. You know, probably 30 times from different yeah. people, which was awesome. I woke up this morning. I had 100 more followers from that from Kick that uh, post. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Think about how mm-hmm. powerful that is. Somebody giving you a recommendation. And yeah. what do you have to do to get those recommendations? And I think about that a lot. And I think about how you know, we as makers tend to be introverts, but we like interacting with other people who are similar to us, which is what we're doing, you know, in these groups, but it's, it's at a limited level that I'm not, I'm not handcuffed to a conversation, which, which I really like, you know, um, if anyone has ever sent me a text message or an instant message on any of our, you know, platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, I don't respond right away. And it's because I'm busy. I got other stuff going on. Um, and, but I get to it when I get to it and I always respond. It just takes me some time and it's because I have that, I have that freedom to do so. Now, if you're standing in front of me and you're talking at the back of my head while I'm trying to do something, it's, you know, I, I feel handcuffed to a social norm. Like I have to say, you know, I have to speak with you or I have to have an exchange. Whereas in this case, I'm able to, um, you know, send information out, share information, um, talk and give people help or receive it. And at the same time, I'm creating relationships with all these people who I yeah. speak to, you know, a lot of them I, I actually talk with um, and have a really close relationship with a handful of them. Yeah. And those are the people that are going out and recommending my channel to to watch. So and and the podcast yep. and all these other things. So that's why I, I think to- it's so important. Oh man, so important. I, I was listening to uh, Anne of All Trades. Do you know of Anne yes, of All Trades? She's great. She used to hang Just, out with April uh, Wilkin, Wilkerson. Wilkerson, yeah. and yep. Or she still um, does, I assume. I, I I think so. Yeah, she you know, she was working uh, leading up to COVID. She for several years now, or I think it, you know, it it could have even been longer, like a a life goal type of a thing, but she was actively working on putting up a a pretty big barn, uh, you know, post and beam construction, just, you know, doing it old school all by herself with a couple of other dudes helping her. Um, and, and the goal was to build, um, a woodworking school. And, and in addition to woodworking, she would teach, you know, maybe some animal husbandry and, 
you know, other farming stuff and agriculture and just all the shit that she does. You know, she was going to make this, this all trades kind of a school and, and, um, like a combination of factors. She made a video, uh, folks could check it out, but it was a combination of factors, you know, just like shitty weather, shitty virus, <laughs> you know, shitty, shitty, uh, uh, whatever, you know, every, all, all the, all the bad shit in the world just hit her all at once and, and drained her coffers of money, you know, along with it. And, uh, you know, found herself in a spot where she's like, fuck, I, I, I can't, I literally can't, build more because I can't afford to pay people right now and I can't afford to buy materials and all this other stuff. So recently, or maybe currently, I should say, she's in the middle of this massive pivot. And so she's pivoting to, instead of having an in-person woodworking school, they're putting shit online, you know? And and so she's building a whole uh, educational platform uh, on her website and offering classes on content creation, spoon carving, you know, uh, milk and goats and whatever the hell else. So now that's uh, smart int- because if you yeah, don't right? pivot, I mean, honestly, there's, you don't you, pivot, when, you're going to get hit by the bus. Yeah, that's you know? it. And I, you know, how, how I look at this, this virus is every, you know, I'm not discounting that people haven't been hit hard by this because yes. it, it is the truth. Restaurants, anybody in the the hospitality industry, they, they're just getting slammed. They're getting destroyed. You know, when you when you can't pivot, I mean that that's a reality too, right? Like, there's just some spots you'll find yourself in where it's really fucking hard to pivot. Yeah, if you're um, a restaurant or a cafe yeah, what or something, you, what you're, are you, you going to pivot all that to? Overhead, <laughs> rent, and everything. But if you're a guy like you or me, or right. you're, or you're, I mean, God, half the knife makers I know. They're, yeah. they're, they're so busy that, you know, everybody's cooking in their own kitchens. So here's what happens, right? The, the, the basics of economics says, you know, like we talked about last week, it's a bubble. It has this little biosphere. And instead of people spending money at restaurants, cafes, hotels, travel, they are now spending it rebuilding their workspaces. They're educating yeah. themselves. They're going online. They're finding projects. They're building a grinder, perhaps. I, I you know, I have a lot of guys that message me and go, hey, I was furloughed or I don't. I, I'm yep. now working from home. I have all this extra time. I'd love to, you know, do a project. And we're seeing all of that money shift uh, yeah. from that one, from that, you know, from travel, hospitality and all that into these other things. So if you're a maker and you're not pushing classes, content, uh, yeah. plan sets, all of those things, you should be. You should be you doing what be, Anne yeah. of All Trades is doing and, and what Jimmy Duresta is doing. And like, look at, look at for instance, like um, uh, Workbench Con uh, went all virtual this year, you know, right. where they're doing classes and they reached out to all these makers and they said like, hey, let's do these virtual Instagram uh, yeah. classes. And they were packed and people paid for them. So yep. it's not like that money is drying up because it's not. No, it's, it's just there. being shifted. And, and and I think that there's even there's even more of it, you know, and um on the handmade podcast, um Chris Zepp was was really, you know, he's pretty candid, you know, and he's like, There's there's so much fucking money out there right now in uh in, in like the influencer marketing arenas right um and i think he's right to an extent you know if if that's your jam if content's your jam man you were born at the in the right age you yeah. know yeah um, i i've been approached by a couple of companies 
this is a this yeah. is a weird story. So I haven't signed any contracts yet because honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm not. I don't know. And, a, and so after watching after watching Travis on Shop Nation talk about sponsorships last night, I'm really glad I didn't do it. And also yeah. listening to Jimmy too, because you know you listen to his numbers and how big those numbers are. But he's like, essentially, you're working for somebody else. You know, he's like, right. Isn't this the whole point why we did this? Like to get away from that. So yep. I got approached by a water bottle company and I'm not going to mention their name, but like okay. they're a big water bottle company and they sell uh-huh. like uh same one that played with monkeys a few years back. Uh, no, this one's like <laughs> a smaller one. So like they're like they're they're big now, bigger now, I will yeah. say, but they're gotcha. uh, they're going to be a contender. You know, okay. and um, I won't pry any further. <laughs> yeah. So they sent me an influencer contract. They're like, hey, well, we're going to pay you to put. Are you know we notice that in your videos you have you're always drinking coffee you've got something in uh-huh. your hand you're using you know whatever these tumblers and you know we want to send you a bunch and then um, we're gonna pay you to have them in your uh, videos just hanging out just hanging you're out like a, I only got two hands man right yeah. so the the intro <laughs> I to this in college that's it so the intro to this 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 uh, <laughs> this conversation was that I, all I had to do was have their water bottle in my video. Sitting on a table, their logo has to be displayed thirty okay. percent. You know, like I have to be able to show yeah. it. You know, whatever. So then I get the actual contract, and it's not that. It's and they own you. They own you. So you <laughs> yeah. you have to have their water bottle in ten videos in the next six months, and it has okay. to be. And I have to make mention of their name, and their logo has to be shown a hundred percent. Uh, oh, in, in the first 30 seconds of the video of every video I put out for the oh. next 10 videos. And I was like, that's uh, bold. I'm sorry, but, um, but they're fishing, right? They're, they're fishing totally for fishing. Somebody that won't read it. Uh, and, yeah. Um, no, forget rolls. it. I, I'm, I'm, I would never do that to my audience. That is, Mm-mm. I'm not a, listen, you know me, I, I'm not a sellout, but I mean, I can be a sellout if, yeah. if you, if it's the right company and yeah. they're like, Hey, you know, Hey, we make these, uh, like for instance, empire abrasives. That makes sense. All of that yes. makes sense to, for me Perfect to tie sense. into a water bottle company. Yeah, I, I drink coffee all the time. I have water in my shop all the time. Do my guys that watch my channel drink water and want hot coffee? Of course they do. <laughs> of course. I don't want to dis. I'm not going to pull a freaking Truman show and like pull a you know right. Oh look at this coffee. Blah blah blah. You know. It, I just <laughs> dude man. And you know what? And by the way, the money was Craig's not even insert- that great. And they're like, we're going to send you free water bottles and stickers and merch. I'm like, I don't give a shit okay. about any of that. I can go out yeah. to, uh, I can go buy a Yeti somewhere else. And, and right. You it's know. not like that. They're, it's not like it's a, a high dollar commodity. Right? It, exactly. Um, exactly. So this story gets boy. even weirder. <laughs> so my wife messages me and she says, you know, there's, a, I have a friend who I work with who has, um, her one of her close friends has a water bottle company and they're oh, no located way. here in in Naples and i was like oh i'm like it's not this company is it so i sent her the contract <laughs> and then she forwards that contract to her friend and her friend turns around and goes yes sorry about that oh that's no them. way and i'm like Put me in touch with the owner. He's here. Yeah. And they, like, I want to talk. I don't want to talk to this influencer you know, program liaison. I want to yeah. speak with the guy who's act. And I'm thinking to myself now, did this guy find me because I tag Naples and a lot of my social right. media stuff? And he knows I'm local. Hire, did they hire, you know, some firm to, you know. Well, that's that's who reached out was a firm. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't really know. I mean, that's, I'm not that's sure. So I'm waiting to hear back from the owner. Cause I'm like, I'm going to approach the owner and go, look, 
you want to sell water bottles, right? Here's the way to do it through my audience. And we can do this together, but I'm not going to pull yeah. this whole 30% logo thing, 30 seconds, 10 videos in the first six yeah. months. Like we, it, it's got to be a soft sell. And by the way, I've never used one of your cups. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the other thing, one, right? You know? Like, how about you send me two or three of them and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll drink yeah. my coffee in them for a week and then decide. Or how I about agree. you send me a hundred of them and I'll send them all out to my, my audience right. and let them try them. And we'll get you all the feedback in the world, right? Yeah, like, exactly. like you have one of the most engaged audiences I've ever seen. I mean, people would speak, you know, if um, I got a hundred of these cups and then I yeah. said to everybody like, Hey, all you got to do to win one of these cups is like, you know, comment on my Instagram thing or mm -hmm. you go to a YouTube video and comment on it and I'll, I'll send you one. To DM yeah. my address, you know, D yeah. DM me your address. I'll wrap it up personally. I'll send it to you. I, all yeah. hundred would be gone in a day. Yeah. Know? So it's interesting. Um, I, you know, I've, I've, for folks, I, folks probably aren't very, um, well, maybe not interested, but <laughs> folks probably aren't very from, if you, if you don't, play the content game or if you're not creating content and trying to somehow subsidize your efforts either through free product or or getting paid to promote product you know at the end of the day it's all about marketing that's what all social media is whether you're marketing yourself or you're marketing someone else or someone else's stuff it kind of all boils down to marketing um and and you know community building um but it, it is it is interesting how the the massive shift towards quote influencer marketing has just caught the world on fire. And, you know, in a, in a day and age when people are no longer reading print magazines uh, and print newspapers, uh, we're we're not watching nearly as much TV, uh, and you know the platforms that we do watch content on don't really have quote commercials in the traditional sense like they used to. That they're the the outlets for marketing are becoming less and less and less. Um, it, it, traditional marketing, I should say, but, but new forms of marketing crop up every day. Right. And and the big one now is this whole influencer marketing thing. And it makes perfect sense. I've bought tons of things based on recommendations from people I have gotten to know on social media and learned to trust and uh, respect. And therefore it makes a perfect in my mind, right, we're going to be marketed to regardless. I'd much rather have it be that way where, where I can hear about it from folks that I know and trust and at least have some kind of an understanding about. And I, so to me, it's a positive thing. I think sometimes folks see it, see the negative side of it. Um, and maybe it's because they're on social media trying to grow their own little audience and, and jealousy comes in because, you know, uh, Brian got a water bottle, damn it. And I want one. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, I think to me, it's a much more, uh, I don't want to say it's a much friendlier form of marketing, right? Well, think <laughs> um, about that it this way too. Like for instance, I have a reputation. You have a reputation. If you mm -hmm. say, uh, Brian, have you heard of this new, uh, speed square company? It's, you know, it's called house speed square squares, whatever. Yeah. And, and, uh, I'm like, no. And then we talk about it for a minute and you tell me, you convince me or like through a video, let's just say through yeah. a, through a Instagram 32nd thing, you're using this, this, uh, 
the square and I, and I'm watching you use it and it's got a little feature on it that I don't have and on something else that I'm using. And I go, dude, man, Ben is using this thing and it's, and it's obviously a, a game changer for his workshop. It could be for mine. It's and yeah. it's enormously effective, right? It can also be enormously effective in the opposite direction. So you then, oh, yeah. let's just say you push a product. I push, let's, let me say, I'm going to push a water bottle company to my audience never used the water <laughs> bottle before everybody yep. gets it. it they're 100% shit and they fall apart and guess what happened to my reputation it is Gone. shot i mean yep. and i did it for a measly little penance of a you know contract that i got from a you know subscribe yep. or a, from a 500 a bucks and yeah. a thousand water oh, and i ruined yeah. i ruined the relationship now you know yeah. uh, and so and it, so whenever i recommend a tool or I say like, hey, you should go here and buy this. It's because, uh, you know, I've I've used it and I know yeah, that it works. Hundred percent. So if like for instance in the grinder community, motors, VFDs, all this stuff. Before I recommend anything, I buy one, I mm-hmm. install it, and then I use it and I run it for uh, like hard. I run it really hard yeah. to see if I can get get destroy it before I recommend it. Now. People come to me and go, well, that that motor's out of stock. I can't get that motor. And Sorry. I, I'm, okay, so that's my recommended. So then I preface it like with, here's an alternative. However, I I'm have not, not tested yeah. it. So yeah. if if you get it and the bearings are jacked and the thing doesn't spin right yeah. or whatever, just understand that because you didn't want to wait for the other set to come in, you want to you know rush through this. You know you, you're going to have to you know it's at it's your so- own risk. That's so important, you know, and I, I've, I've seen recently, um, folks promoting brands and products and, you know, almost, they're almost like overtly, overly optimistic about them, you know, (laughs) like to the, to the point where it's, you know, it's like, okay, somebody has one tool from a particular tool company and they are just gushing about the, the entire brand. Right. And, and I just, I, I kind of go like, hold, hold the phone here, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, you've got a router. That doesn't mean they have the best customer service in the world, you know, <laughs> and then like, and you have to say that every single day of the week. And so it's, it's interesting how you're, I think you're right. Um, you know, promoting something that's shit will, will, in my mind, I lose favorability, uh, you know, for you in that regard. But also, like, e- even if it is a good something, and I agree that it's a good something, you know, you, you kind of have to know where the limits are and where the edges are. And I, and I think sometimes folks get a little ambitious, you know, mining for more, if you will, (laughs) you know, it's like somebody got a taste of a free tool and now all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're going to be that brand's biggest fan and it just, they gush and it, I just kind of go, hold up. Well, you know, this happens in the tech industry too. Like I have, I've got technicians that refuse to use the equipment that I want to sell. And they're like, no, right. no, no, I, I, I yeah. only use this one oh, brand. Yeah. And I look right at them and go, yeah, that brand is three times the cost and it's not mm-hmm. worth it. I've been doing this 20 yeah. years. Like, you oh, can't convince this SD card? And no, you know why they shit. recommend it? It's because they know it. 
You know, they, right. they understand it and they know it. They don't want to learn something else. I'm like, well, guess what? Yeah. My customer is way more important than your ability to learn a new tool. So guess what? You're learning a new tool and this yeah. is what's going to happen. So, you know, and then they go, I mean, and then later they yeah. come back to me and go, you're right. This is like the right? best, man. This I can see cool. that. Like we have, we, I've worked with developers that are this, that are the same way, right? Like uh, we had a developer one time, they were very, very, particular about the version of angular js they used and ended up what is angular js so it's a it's a uh framework a coding framework oh it's um, javascript javascript got yeah and um yeah ended up putting us you know chose an uh well they were about to come out with i think it was angular 4 and we stuck with angular 3 and then it limited us for the entire next year, you know, on things that we could have been developing if we would have bumped to four, but, you know, to refactor an entire application's worth of code would have taken half of the year. It's it just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you get down that, that rabbit hole of, uh, being too stuck on a particular solution or tool or something. It can be, it can be, problematic you know? we had a sign up in my shop and it said it's been this many days with like a little like whiteboard mm -hmm. thing since javascript has been compromised and it was always at zero <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah exactly. we were like uh yeah you know it's like we have a lot of people that you know yeah like worship javascript I'm like yeah oh you should, yeah. Lo you should look at how many vulnerabilities that that's that, that software uh has. oh man and it, but it's because it's popular it's just like windows it the is. same thing yep. so all right so same. let's get into the meat and the potatoes of yeah what buddy we, you asked the question oh we asked the question and 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 ben and i we we chat about these things um back and forth on text i'm like you got any ideas for a question for this week and you know we kind of go back and forth and so no. this week was kind of tough because we we were like, <laughs> you know, we did like year end, we did Christmas, we've done shop yeah. upgrades, we've done all this other stuff. So But I like this. This. Now, if you've seen the you've seen the picture, I, I think most people have on both the work for it podcast Instagram feed and the housework podcast or housework uh Instagram feed. It's the first project of 2021. And if you didn't notice the little Easter egg inside of that photo. That's a photo of the one corner of my shop that never actually gets, you know, on camera usually <laughs> uh, because there's a big heavy kayak hanging up there. There's a, a video I put out a while ago that's got a bunch of views on it about hanging that kayak. Uh, and, nice. you know, I got reamed out for not having a safety strap. Notice the safety straps, ah. by the way, on that. I, I've safety I've added straps. those. And then uh, <laughs> but that's not my first project of 2021. That, that happened a while ago. Right to the left of that kayak, you'll see a small little reel. And yeah. then there's that there's that little crane animation that I put in. Right oh, man, above I didn't it. even see that. Yeah, yes, it's, it's it. kind of blended in. What that yeah. reel is, is that is a three-prong extension cord that's on okay. a spring-loaded reel that sits on nice. my ceiling. And it has a it has a stop on it so that I can pull it down to just above the top of my head, like say six inches mm -hmm. above my head, and that dangles there at any given time. Now I can yank on that extension cord and pull it anywhere in my shop and get power without having a cord laying on the floor. Nice. That was my Dude, first project of twenty twenty one. Hands down, if folks don't have on a, a, a outlet or a cord. 
on the ceiling or above your head in your shop is so fucking useful. Now that I have this, I oh, cannot it's... believe. And I bought two of them because I'm going to put one on the other side of the shop just for yeah. you know, like this one in particular is most likely going to run my lights and camera set up uh, sure. on that end of the studio. And then the other side, it will be um, for more like tools and stuff like that. So, uh-huh. it, but dude. Being, uh, how many times have you tried to roll something, move something, and oh, it's like yeah. kicking the cords out of the way, and they're yep. covered in shit because they're on the floor, and then you pick it yep. up, and your hands all dirty and everything else, and I'm very delicate. I can't, oh, I can't sanding. get my hands dirty. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> can't be on your knees all day. Solves this problem big time. <laughs> this is where we're at. <laughs> that was my first project. So, do you ha- did you uh, did you have a first project of 2021? Um. I really well actually I'm I'm kind of working on it right now. Well, first small little project was I finally got uh the remainder of the drawers that uh I had built for the kitchen installed. So Ooh. That was any awesome. video on that? You know, I haven't, but I, I am making content on that. Um I worked with uh, a brand called Bear Hollow Supply uh on drawer slides. And so they make I'm, the I'm slides. actually, yeah, well, they sell the slides. They, they make some really cool, um, hardware, uh, for tables and beds and things. Some of them are full cast iron, like big fucking beefy, almost like, so like old school singer sewing machine style looking, uh, real vintage looking stuff. Uh, so they make those, but then they Sounds also awesome. just carry, yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, but they carry a pretty extensive line of just, you know, cabinet hardware and stuff like that. What's the name of the, of the, the, the company again? Bear Hollow Supply. Okay. All right. Well, we'll put a link down in the show notes. Give them a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. G- good place. But they, um, what they're lacking is, uh, how to content on some of their products. And so they've been fielding you know, a ton of support tickets for people calling up going like, Hey, I don't know how the fuck to use these things. Um, <laughs> so can I just say uh, something real quick about drawer slides in my yes. mind? I've never installed one, so I don't know, but yeah, it is a mystery to me as to how <laughs> to figure. And I'm sure you've heard this as to how to figure out, okay, I, ins- I'm building a cabinet from scratch. I've got the base mm-hmm. cabinet built. Where the fuck how the fuck do you line everything all up? And I know there's like yeah. the, you know, the the playing card trick and yeah. all this shit. And, but, and, and there's you know, no... Brad Rodriguez has a huge library. He's got like a bunch of slides, stuff. But, but this is the oh. reason why they're having so many people calling in because they're oh, buying yeah. these slides thinking it's simple. And it might be, but, there, but no one has really come up with a solution to say like, okay, all you got to do is X, Y, Z. There's no formula. Not, there is no formula. Yeah. Because yeah. they're all, well, there are different varieties, but but you're right. There's no formula. And and they never, I have never gotten a set of drawer slides with so much as a pamphlet in them. They just you know, assume diagramming you know how to do it, right? out where I mean, they even go. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's assumed or, or that- there's no application. Like for instance, like there's no one application. They would have to yeah. give you like forty different variances in that pamphlet yeah. to to tell you like, hey, this is how it works because they this is can how be installed work, yeah. in so many different applications. And so much like it depends on you know 
the dimensions of your opening compared to the dimensions right. of your drawer itself right. Right. and how much space you have, how much headroom do you have, you know, all that. The drawer face, is it um, inset? Is it overlaying the cabinet? You know, all these different factors. Um, so anyway, I, I, you know, as, as we're talking about all these variants, you know, I, dumb me decided that yeah i'll take some free drawer slides and and figure out how to solve that problem (laughs) (laughs) so now now they're tasking you they're like yeah send this chump like uh, forty dollars worth of free slides he's going to come up with like two hundred thousand dollars worth of research and development (laughs) right nice job so here i am they're all high-fiving each other over there yeah score (laughs) the fucker doesn't know what hit him make sure the contract states he's got to put 40 different variants in there (laughs) right (laughs) you're just standing there with like two drawer slides that you could have bought at lowe's for like (laughs) 10 bucks (laughs) yep totally well i'm looking forward to seeing how you do it because i i honestly am very intrigued i built I built uh, the cabinets for our laundry room uh-huh. and this was before I had my workshop. So like we built this house and like, you know, when you build a house with a builder, they can give you, they give you options. Like, you know, you, you can have cabinets in your laundry. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to build my own cabinets and sure. I'm like, put, you know, putting on my suspenders it's and shit. It's the least right? I can do. Yeah. Right, else yeah. Is building my house. I can do this. this is no problem. I'm very handy. And, uh, and then, uh, when I got down to it, um, I went down to my dad's workshop to build them cause he has a huge workshop. So, and all the tools and I'm like, nice. son of a bitch, what did I get myself into? I mean, I never built yeah. them before they, now they came out nice and I made some videos about yep. it, um, and put them up. I have, <laughs> I have a sleeper YouTube channel called, um, modern DIY and, uh, Oh, nice. Ooh, that's a good handle. Yeah. Modern DIY. And, uh, and so <laughs> I started this nice. channel like in 2017 and, uh-huh. uh, didn't do much with it. Posted like 10 videos. And then, um, I got a notification that I got monetized the other day and I was like, wait a minute. No shit. So I look at it and it's got like 2,400 subscribers. And so I need to do more with it, but it's like, I don't Check have the guess. time. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it, it's me like doing, here's what it's known for. It's that channel because I showed a bunch of videos about how to mix paint for HVLP. Um, oh, okay. I, I got niched into HVLP. So like there's yep. a couple of videos on there that are really strong in that um, uh-huh. in that niche. And then that's helpful. So that, yeah, it is. But here's the thing. Here's what I, I created. Like Amazon. Your knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I have very I mean, HVLP, I understand it. So I can I can explain it and talk about it and whatever else. And I paint these cabinets in these videos and then. Um, I started looking through my Amazon affiliate links. I'm like, damn, people are buying a shit ton of HVLP stuff through my Amazon links. I go back <laughs> to the first video that I posted it has a quarter of a million views on it. No shit. I'm like, come Holy on. Smokes. Like, and then I'm thinking to myself, do I really want to nurture another channel? Do I really want right? to do this? And I'm like, and it, you know, meanwhile, I shot that Man. video with my cell phone and, and it's blurry and it doesn't even, yeah. I mean, but it tells well. people how to do it, which, you know, and then some people are like, you know, call me out about doing something wrong or whatever. And I'm just like, again, you know, this is the way, you know, you mess up in a yep. video and everybody wants to tell you about it. But um, yeah, well, oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, well, maybe I'll just buy that channel from you. you modern <laughs> DIY. You can my, have it. <laughs> start my YouTube adventures. They'll be like, Brian, you've, you've changed. You, oh, you my, look completely Brian. different. Your yeah. voice is much higher. You're much higher. This is weird. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read some of these comments from this. Yeah. I, if you want to pull the Work For It podcast one up, I think there's 
I don't know how many if there's divided up, but um, there's a dozen um, or so. Yeah, I think there's about a dozen on this one too. There's actually quite a few on the workforce side, so or the uh, housework side. So, uh, all right. So Timbo J Fisher says, I definitely am into making one of those surface grinder attachments and need to get things flatter. And this is an interesting comment. And I, I'm starting with this one because Timbo and I had a little bit of a back and forth conversation about this. I have an interesting story about a surface grinder attachment that involves Alex Steele. And uh, mm. I was like, oh, man, I could tell a story on the podcast and not on the Instagram feed. So I'm going to tell the story real quick. So circling back around to the Facebook groups that I'm in, um, one of the Facebook groups, the bladesmithing for beginners, I believe, uh, somebody who I follow on there and he follows me on Facebook. Um, his name is Mike. He posted that he had an extra in the box, Alex Steele surface grinder, uh, for no sale. Way. So I'm like, huh? And I go to Alex Steele's website. And of course, Alex is sold, sold out. out, sold yeah. out thousand bucks. If you want an Alex Steele, uh, Damn. uh, surface grinder attachment, that kid, I'm telling you, man, yeah. he is hot to fucking try. Oh dude. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he crushed it with, uh, with the grinder, uh, stuff that he's yeah. doing with those guys in Australia. And these are, and by the way, these are made in Australia, but they're designed and, you know, to his specifications. So, you know, he gets them and says like, yeah. Hey, I'd really like it to do this. And, and this and whatever else. Well, meanwhile, that surface grinder attachment is 100% compatible with the Revolution grinder. So uh, mm-hmm. with zero modification, you can literally plug and play that thing. Uh, Kick ass. Yeah. So I'm super interested. The guy wants 750 bucks for it. I immediately message him. It had been up there for like 20 minutes. He posted mm-hmm. really early in the morning. So it was like early bird gets the worm kind of thing. Um yeah. I messaged him right away and I was like, Mike, I want it. Like, hey, you know, I've been waiting to get one. Come on, brother. Like, how do you have two of these? Because he had he had one in a box and one that he was using. He's like, kind of embarrassing story. My wife bought me two because I have two grinders. She thought that I needed two. It's a hell of a one. Oh, I, I was like, uh, <laughs> does she have a sister? No, I'm kidding. And and, uh, and she and he's like, he's like, yeah. So I have this spare one in a box and it hasn't been used. And they're sold out on his website. And I'm like, uh, PayPal, boop, boop, boop. You know, like send right. him the money right away. Send, send him some extra money for shipping or whatever. And it is on its way to me. Now, multiple, nice. pe- multiple people have asked me over the years, will you design and build a surface grinder attachment? And the answer will always be hell to the F and no. I am never <laughs> going to build one or design one. And here's the reason why. Uh, James at Redbeard Ops has already done it. He has done an extensive, really great video on the build, and he made it really easy to follow. And if you want to build one, you will you you should just follow his tutorial or go to the resources that he's put in place um, in his descriptions because he got all of his plan sets from guys like on Blade Forum and all of that. Um, he's just and it's such a great content creator oh my too. god stuff yeah. is just so crisp it, it's and crisp and he, he he's very detail oriented and you know and he'll answer yeah. any question so if you have a question about here's the thing about service grinders it's it's important that they are precision yeah otherwise they don't do their job and there's a lot of variables you know how strong are your right. magnets and uh, uh, man it's like in woodworking like some guys build their own jointer you know, and I'm like, right. fucking jointer? Yeah, Come really? On, like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it are, is a spinning blade. It looks yeah. easy to make. It looks like it's it would be, be 
you tits could, on flat, you oh, know, like no. dead nuts, super tough. Flat. No way. <laughs> so to buy one for 750 bucks from still a deal, oh, dude. And here's yeah. the thing. I had to spend like, I don't know, three days flat grinding a bunch of dives. So right. I was primed and ready. I was annoyed. Yeah, I'll bet, and I, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah. I am not into this. And then that came up and I was like, dude, this is kismet. So now I I will have a piece of Alex Steel in my shop, which I really love. And uh, and I'm getting a great deal on it. So I'm super stoked and happy. Nice. So. Nice. Nice. Let me, um, I was, let me see. Okay. Let me pull up. There we go. Uh, I guess I'll start at the bottom. Marcus M.W. Steelwork says, Finish my new shop dedicated for knife making and introduce my new line of EDC knives. So look for Marcus M.W. Steelworks. Have you, have you noticed that there's like a theme with a bunch of people who have been listening to the podcast and following us on Instagram who are all very interested in the business development stuff? I, yeah, I, I I have actually, and it's interesting you say that because, and I I I think I even mentioned it to you in a text the other day. It was like I don't know, like should we should we shift towards like more workshoppy, helpful content, you know, or I don't know, sounding like more business. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it. I I think a lot which of these is, guys are fun. are are in it to get into the entrepreneurial side of things because, you know, we yeah. can make things all day long and, you know, we're all doing it, but it's, it's really the business stuff. So we definitely need to get more, more into that. Yeah. For sure. Making shit costs money, man. You know, that's, that's why I started selling stuff is, you know, you can only make so much furniture for your own house before your wife says, I don't like your style anymore. And- <laughs> get rid of all this stuff. <laughs> so, you know, like, fuck, <laughs> shit. Unless she changes her, her, her actual style and she's like, can you just right. make all this furniture again yeah, in the modern that, that's style? That's a guaranteed about, you know, every five to seven years. Yeah. I think it was the, the biological clock there. <laughs> it does. It's a thing for sure. I'm, I'm with you. Um, all right, so Bent Llama, he says, uh, one of the things I'm fi- finishing tomorrow is a Biltong box build. Laser nice. cut the the parts and the fan just got delivered. Uh, meet Mayhem soon. Not directly knife related, unless you account cutting the Biltong. Also, bigger plans to come, such as uh, announcing my knife and tool business officially. So Look that is this. awesome. Two See, there's another row, one. Baby. Yeah, man. He's yeah. working for it. No doubt. Chris Well underscore blacksmithing. He started a YouTube channel in December and his current goal is to get a hundred subs. That is a phenomenal goal. Hundred subs on what? On YouTube? Does he on specify? The tubes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. What's his Turn handle again? Uh Chris Well C R I S W E L L underscore blacksmithing. All right, I'm clicking through here. Uh yeah, he's got a pretty significant following on on Instagram. Yeah. His knives are nice. Yeah, go follow him. Go find him. Chriswell underscore blacksmithing, and he has a link to his YouTube channel in his profiles. So go find him. Got his YouTube. Oh man, he's got give him a, a number get, of videos. Let's, let's get here. let's get him. What is he at right now as far as followers on? Shit, man, he's 45. 45. He needs sixty. He needs what? 65, 55 more or something like 50, that. Fifty five more, more to get that hundred, and right now he needs fifty four more. 
Hey, you, oh, you subscribe. <laughs> I clicked the button. Look at that. And I even clicked the bell for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, too. Everybody's Ding. doing it. Everybody's, Everybody's doing, doing, it. doing it. All the cool kids are doing Join it. Join us at the cool kids table and subscribe <laughs> to JWC Makes. Oh, wait. Am I on the wrong one? Uh, I searched Chris Well Blacksmithing. Uh, See, this C-R-I-S-W-E-L-L, is not- all one word. So it looks like he has maybe he has multiple channels because I'm not the sure. Link this- in his, the link in his uh, Instagram takes me to JWC Makes. And yeah, he, I don't think I. I think I subscribed to some other Chris Wellbox. You, you, you subscribed to the wrong guy. guy. Makes, he makes fucking guy, knives too. JWC. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, but this guy's got fourteen videos, and he for sure didn't start this fucking channel in December because I see videos back three years ago when he's forging J hooks. So whoever this Chris Well is, maybe I it's the same guy. Too. I don't know, but JWC <laughs> makes. He's got fourteen subscribers. I'm going to subscribe to J- him right now. And he's at, now he's got 15. So, uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. Got him. Now it's, we've, we've got to bridge the bigger gap, but I think we can do it. So go find JWC makes on YouTube. I'll put links down in the show notes or go to Chriswell underscore blacksmithing on Instagram. Give him a follow and, uh, let's support our fellow makers, shall we? Or better yet, go to the, uh, how the work for it podcast, uh, feed on ig and then click chris well blacksmithing after you subscribe to that's a good point the work for it yeah you gotta you gotta follow the work for it dot podcast instagram uh we're we're building that up it's taking some time but we're doing it all right sid knives says probably not my first project but building your revolution grinder is definitely one of my goals this year and building a 25 ton forge press with a friend to get more into damascus action Maybe also a new gas forge. Who knows? That's a lot. That's a lot going on, Sid. But I, I appreciate it, man, for sure. Make it happen. Yeah, he's. Uh, I believe Sid is in Austria. I, I'd have to okay. dig into it. Yeah, nice. I, I believe he is. Yep. Um, Avatar Forge. First project is to finish a kitchen knife set I've been working on, and I just ordered an even heat oven ooh. and an etching machine. Yeah. Etching machine. So, uh, oh, like a laser etcher. I'm not sure. It says I just ordered an, or wait, just ordered an even heat oven and an etching machine. So I need to get some stencils and learn the new equipment. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he bought a, uh, he bought a, a marking machine. Yeah, like a, like a okay. hand uh, DCA, ACDC marking machine. So yeah, that's cool. Ah, yeah. Electrolysis. Speaking of that, real quick, my laser uh, etcher is still in freaking limbo and customs like the the company that sent it from china didn't supply them with any invoicing any numbers nothing so dhl has been really good about trying to get the information over to customs to get it delivered i got a notification this morning they're like hey we're sending this thing back to china if we can't get i'm like i I, please don't do that you know yeah yeah, it's a whole thing how's your how's your uh what is it your kiln uh the induction forge you mean yeah fire that beast up Okay, so I'm waiting on one fitting. Actually, it's sitting in my mailbox. It came in yesterday. Ah, nice. So, yeah, I have everything ready to go. I should be able to fire it up this afternoon, actually. So, Score. yeah, yeah. Nice. I have, you have to use like a TIG cooler to keep it cold. And so, I'll bet. the, there's, it's a, obviously, it's a weird 
fitting that goes from the hosing to the TIG cooler and yeah. every single Home Depot and Lowe's and in, in Naples here, nobody had it. So I ended up having to order it because you need it in brass because the water's so warm. You can't use plastic and uh, this shit. So yeah. And you then, have a video coming up on that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to probably do a video on um, using it, not setting it up. I probably could right. do a video on setting it up, but it, it like, it's you know connecting hosing and and then wiring it yeah but uh i had to put in a dedicated 40 amp circuit breaker and in my shop i have Mm -hmm. commercial uh service and again covid strikes again could not find a qo 40 amp 220 breaker for 10 miles Mm -hmm. of the i mean 2500 miles there's nobody it's the weirdest shit yeah i used to be able to walk right in and buy one and 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 no not any like their break circuit breaker aisle in that section in that aisle was just completely obliterated it's it's definitely covid related it's supply chain we've we've got a plumbing and electrical supply house here in boise hands down the best hardware store i have ever gone to in my life <laughs> they specialize you know just in plumbing and electrical um this place you, you when you walk in you just take a number and someone like my father-in-law and i when we first wired my shop went there and we had a big long list right we walk in we had a few questions so we're like oh they're like just take a number and we'll help you out no nope and you're like you when you right when you walk in they're like just grab a number we'll help you out Feel free to walk around and start working on your list, but we'll come catch you. So they call our number. Dude walks up with a fucking cart, right? Hell yeah. And he's like, oh, let me, let me see your list. And he, so he holds our list, pushes the damn cart and walks us through and literally gets the entire fucking list for us. It was like, this is, holy this is my shit. argument for the ACE hardware, right? This, we have, yeah, do you have right? ACEs up there? It's the, it's the same thing. Like if you yeah. think about an ACE hardware. You walk in and there's always somebody knowledgeable that knows things. Right. I walk into a Home Depot and uh, I'm I'm not kidding you. This happened to me one time. I walk into a Home Depot and I ask uh, like, hey, I'm looking for, and I don't remember what I was looking for, something very common. Like I'm looking for springs or something, you know, like extension springs. And uh, I said, hey, um, uh, do you know where the extension springs are? To an employee. And he, as he's walking past me, he says, no, I don't. And he just keeps walking. Right. Who is it? Is it uh, is it Nick Offerman? Who, yeah, who does I know like more a, than you. Yeah. He's like, I yeah. know more than you. <laughs> Shut and, your fucking mouth. Yeah. And, and it's like, I just need you to point me in the right direction. And then, right. and then I go into the hardware aisle and I'm standing there. There's a woman stocking, you know, nuts, bolts, screws, whatever. She's filling mm-hmm. the drawers, you know, with all this stuff and, and stocking the shelves. I walk up to her and I said, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm looking for extension springs," and she's like, "Oh, I don't work here." This <laughs> like, "What are you wearing the orange vest for, lady?" No, she didn't have an orange vest on. She was oh. from the hardware supply that feeds oh, this Home Depot. Okay, and I okay. look right at her and I said, "You know, you're in an interesting position mm-hmm. to help me because you're the you one this that shit. puts this shit away." <laughs> Right. So I'm guessing you know where these are. And yeah, she's like, she rolls her talking. eyes and points down the aisle. And oh, I'm, so she knew. She freaking oh. knew. And I'm mm. telling you, dude, like after a while, when you, the older you get, you know, the yeah. less shit you put up with from people. Like I just, I looked right at her and I'm like, wow, unbelievable. Like I can't even believe that your Harsh. boss, even though it's not Home Depot, hasn't given you the training you need 
to at least help some. She's like, if I helped yeah. everybody around here, I would never get anything done. And I'm like, then you right, should be here what? at two in the morning doing this. Yeah. Because yeah, what are you doing? It yeah. You know, is it my fault you're that here. you're here doing this right now? Like, I'm I'm a customer. You know. Yeah. By the way, what, I'm buying the, the shit that you're stocking into these shelves. Don't right. don't get me started, I'm, Ben. I'm gonna I'm gonna essentially I'm gonna pop. I'm, you know, I'm the vein in my forehead is here. popping out right now. <laughs> okay. Let me read a comment quick. <laughs> All right, Nick from Pickle Cutters. He's always got something funny to say. Ah, Pickle Cutters. Nick will call me down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was going to build another grinder, but business stuff comes first as the new okay. year has commenced. And I want to make this a legit thing and then aim for a bigger shop. There you go. That's it, man. Sweet. Another business, another business getting started. Business stuff. You know, I, yeah, I think it's, it'd be cool. One more quick little tangent on the big business stuff. Um, I think probably in the month of January here. Um, I'm, I'm trying to put all the ducks in a row to make my stuff official, you know, to, to, uh, get the paperwork and all that stuff squared away. Cause I just, I've never done that. And so it might be an interesting walkthrough on how that all goes as well. And you mean filing for a, like a, an S corp or something? Yeah, something, you know, and I don't, I don't know. So I'm actually, um, for folks that don't know, like at the county level, my so my mom was a county commissioner for, gosh, 20, 24 years, I think, before she retired, which to me is just incredible. Hang on, I got to stop. Air compressor. Uh, oh, I got to stop done Alexa. <laughs> I've done that. Um, so my mom filled me in on there's like the small business administration yep. and there's other resources at the county level. So... Um, like regional planning and development commissions. There's a lot of resources there. So there's been, also a bunch of free um, nonprofits. There's one called yes. SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. Yes. That It's a bunch I of saw them. old entrepreneurs who volunteer their time to help young entrepreneurs yeah. get started. I mean, these folks will literally, you know, help you write a business plan, yep. help you do market research, help you do all these things. So something for folks, just a, a little, you know, a little plug until we get get our poop in a group and put some more content out on it, but I'll be doing be diving into that. I, so. I could talk for hours on that. In fact, maybe that's what we'll do on the next on the next podcast because there's a yeah. fantastic thread on Reddit about, from an oh, entrepreneur nice. who has 10 million plus in revenue, and he goes down the line of all the things you should be doing and all the things you shouldn't be doing. And I agree nice. with most all of it. So, but he just that's puts rare, it in. So that's cool. It is. I mean, it, you know, he's like he titled his thread like this is um, this is like business advice from someone who is not trying to take your money, right? So that's if that makes awesome. sense, yeah. Like so, yeah. he's basically saying all these gurus out there who are trying to sell you like, hey, this is you know they, like these idiots yeah. washing their Lamborghinis that they rented on YouTube and yeah. all this shit. I'm not it's, trying to sell you my pricing calculator or anything yeah. like that. This yeah. is just yeah. I you know I make videos about girls in bikinis and this is how I make my fucking money. <laughs> I gotta find me one of them girls in bikinis with all my thumbnails. Right. Uh, Mammoth Creek Knives. Mammoth M A M M O T H underscore Creek Knives. Just getting a few knife uh, knives and sheaths done. Very cool. Hey man, yeah. Congratulations on the new grandbaby. 
Mammoth Creek oh, Knives nice. had a grandbaby this this year, or maybe it was last That's year. That's right. I remember that yep. uh, from the other episode. Blue Collar Blade says he's one of, he wants to build a new flat platen. Uh, that's yeah. actually one of the things on my list for this year is to build a soft platen and a rotary mm-hmm. platen. By the way, I am working with a machinist on our rotary platen project. So nice. um, there's a machinist. I think he's in South Carolina or North Carolina. Um, and he is helping me with all that. And so we might have kits available at some point in 2021. Very cool. Yeah. Axis Ironworks uh, is finish my press break build, then maybe start a 2x72 grinder. Definitely. Press break. Uh, that's one of the things that I couldn't justify, but would love yeah. to have. Man, I spent a lot of time on a, on a break bending aluminum uh, in high school, uh, working for a contractor, uh, making J channel for siding and... Um, what else? J channel, F channel, all that stuff for uh, soffit and fascia, and you know, back and back before you could just still... walk in and buy it, probably. Right? Yeah. yeah, and and I think at some level it must be cheaper to buy like the big rolls of aluminum sheet. Um, but back at least where I grew up in PA, and I think I see it a lot of places back in that sort of northeast, but um. You know, if you have a back porch, odds are it's got um, it, it's got aluminum soffit material as for the ceiling. You know, and all the uh, soffit and fascia of the houses are wrapped in aluminum, um, like white aluminum, or you know, it comes yep. in all kinds of colors. But man, so much time! I, I watch um, RR Buildings. He does a lot of uh, uh, metal bending, and I suppose probably some aluminum too. It's crazy the the fucking series of steps that you go through to bend some of that shit well there's like guys that that do that full time they have a press break in their truck so they'll come out that's this guy the gutter and soffit guys that's always impressive i get so impressed to see that it was always fun i remember you know shit i was just a high school kid you know trying to earn a little side money or you know fun money in the summer beer money and (laughs) um Worked for a guy for, I worked for him all through college. He was a really good dude. That's the roots right there. That's it. That's it. Kestrel75 says the list is long and maybe backlogged from that of 2020. Uh, The big project on the horizon is getting the shop set up at the house. However, a bit shed cleaning and electrical work is called for. So, yeah, get your shop in order. I thought, uh, Kestrel, man, I thought you had a, uh, well, I've seen your shop, so I, I know it's it's nice and it's it's uh it seems fairly clean. I don't know. I mean it's dusty like the rest I got of my life. shop so clean right now I actually considered shooting a damn shop tour video. I was like, dude, I, I thought about it too. It. Everybody asked me about those. It seems like such tours. an easy win, you know? It does. And and I think it's an easy win because it also builds engagement because people yeah. will ask you about certain things and you can respond and talk about it. Yeah, I, I just I don't want to just walk around and talk about my tools though. So I, I'm trying to think of a better way. to People love that all. shit though. I'm telling you, man. I, I, know. I get sucked into uh, those shop tour videos. Yeah. You got to keep it rolling, you know, and then just tell quick stories about the tools and like what you use True. them for. If you do that, then it you know some of these guys will walk through and they'll go, "I got this table saw from my uncle in 1984." Right. Like you know, he cut his fucking yeah nuts off with it. And <laughs> he wanted, didn't want it in. That's why we anymore. call them 
four <laughs> finger, you know, Frankie, you know, like Frankie oh, four fingers. Willie. Yeah. And I like, like all, right. all right, yeah, move on. <laughs> Rosen, yeah. Rosendahl works. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I already did it. Cut my nuts off on the table saw. <laughs> Uh, made a bench out of a heap of wood I had laying around with my daughter to get her more hands on and some place for me to sit and watch the world and cook and cockhead neighbors go by. <laughs> God, see, whenever you need a laugh, it's yeah. Chris is good for a laugh. That is for sure. He'll bring it. Uh, Worf Mark Vander, he says, uh, do I really need to tell you again? But okay, here we go. I'm getting my first knife order of the year done, building my own Revolution 2x72 and trying to set up a new part of business in the shop. Hashtag work for it. Yeah, love that. Ben's Bites. He's keeping his a secret. He says, it's a secret. The client always sees the project first. Hey. He's got some good stuff. You got to go look at all his yeah. work. Yeah. It's going to, I've been following along with the saga with Ben and uh, at some point I'm sure he'll tell the story, but he's, he's, uh, he's getting set up with a, a, a Paragon um, kiln in his, in his workshop, in his basement. So he's, he's going down the road. I don't know if you've looked at any of his stuff, but he have. Uh, starting the heat, you know, learning heat treating and he's got a, a, a a particular need to not do an oil quench. He wants to be able to do mm. an interrupted water quench or, or an air quench. And he snapped okay. a couple of blades, cracked a couple of blades. He's learning the hard way, but it's, you know, it, he's experimenting because most of these people would normally use oil. And because of his particular shop situation, which is in his basement, he doesn't have that option. So he's actually just uh. really trying to figure out a way to do it. So if you've got any tips for him on water, quench and all that tons of misinformation out there in facebook land so you know don't comment on any of it unless you actually know what the fuck you're talking about all right so yeah do 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 the more you know shut your fucking mouth if you don't know what you're talking about all right so the sharp carpenter my buddy rodney uh he says be more efficient in my business build more grinders and make way for more knives happy new year uh yeah um Rodney is in Canada and he's developing a grinder up there. He's got, I think he's already got a couple of prototypes done and he's redesigning some stuff. So he's doing some really cool shit. Um, so check out Rodney at the sharp carpenter. And those are underscores between those words. Nice. Uh, Beacon knives. First project was to get the forge I got for Christmas up and running. Oh, nice. Score! I'm very excited to start the long process to learn this new skill. Hey, it should make for some entertaining live streams. I actually happened to... I was chatting with with Mr. B. Cone, and uh, I was like... He was like, oh, you know, just get ready to do a live. Or, you know, I'm going to do a live. And we were trying to figure out a time to get together. And uh, I was like, when are you doing the live? And then I happened to click on his profile. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit you're doing right it fucking now <laughs> so. you, you, you click on his live and he's like typing on his phone to yeah and you're like exactly. wait a minute kind of cool so i popped in there for a little while and he he's got such a neat little place man it's like this tiny little shop so it's really pretty really pretty cool just how you know i you know me i like my little small shop and i don't know it's always cool to see it's cool to see 
uh, how small of a space people can work in oh, and yeah. still make awesome shit. You know? Yeah, if you look at Nick at Pickle Cutters too, his shop is super small, but he's just like cranking out the work. So you, you yeah. can't use that as an excuse, you know. And knives, by the way, you can you can explode into as many amount of tooling as you know you could possibly imagine and have a huge workshop filled with shit that'll help you make a knife. Uh, but if you look at Nick, he's doing it with a minimal amount of tools in a minimal amount of room, and he's doing amazing work. So and he's in New yeah. Brunswick. Canada so it's cold up there and you know he's working outside sometimes even in the cold yeah so you just make it happen you know make do with what you got that's it GC Cutlery says on top of completing orders my first project is increasing my TIG welding skills yeah TIG welding is a big one Uh, I am with you I want to learn more about it Um, had a friend stop by last night uh, to the shop who is a TIG welder and he's very good at it so he has agreed to start training me and making me a better TIG welder. So cool. Worthy skill. Uh, Scott Wilkerson, realtor reorg of the garage. So I can complete other projects. It's a big time of year for like shop reorganization. Right. And, uh, just all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, I winter's like. a great time for that. I mean, if even down yeah. here in Florida, it's a lot cooler. You know, it's in the 60s yep. and 70s. And uh, yep. you're moving around a lot, you know, this, this time of year. So you're building up internal heat in your own body. Now is the time to clean, organize, and get yourself set for the summertime. Because you don't yeah. want to do that shit in the summer. I mean, you just don't. No. Fuck no. Maybe I'll drop a little a little teaser for the potential. Um Speaking of reorganization and Christmas and new tools and all that stuff, I'd be curious to know if folks this time of year find themselves with like tools they're looking to get rid of, right? Like unload or if you do these big cleanups and reorgs and shit, like, I don't know about you, but I always end up with some pile of random shit that I'm like, man, I wish I, I wish I had somebody to give this shit to, you know? And, uh, I was talking to Mr. 307 Driftwood a while back now um, about this. And he's like, I got this big fucking pile of tools. I just cleaned my shop up. He's like, I wish I knew a young maker or a new maker or, you know, somebody that legitimately could use this stuff. He's like, I'd box it up and ship it to him. So I don't know if folks think that would be uh something you might be interested in shoot me a message and uh i'm interested in it because i have duplicates of a lot of things um just the other day i gave uh in my building there's a bunch of guys that work in an aluminum welding shop right next door and i had an extra miter saw delta it's old it's like from the 80s my dad gave it to me he doesn't need it you know i don't need it and so I'm loading it into my car thinking, all right, I'm going to take this over to like, you know, Goodwill or something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ask the guys next door if any of them need it. And um, I said, hey, could, you know, there's one guy over there. I know he's got a shop. I said, could you use a miter saw? It's a compound miter. And he was like, yeah, I'm actually looking for one right now. I'm like, you can have this one. And I, may, nice. I mean, it, it made his day times a million. Yeah. He's like, it's yeah. a Delta and everything. I'm like, it's loud as shit, vibrates, but it works. You know, I mean, it, it, it'll it be there for you when you need it. Hey, and It's just collecting dust in my shop and I need it out of here. So he took it and he was yeah. happy. So I'm happy to do it. I don't know how, you know, it just, 
kind of spitballing here, but you know, if there's, if there's ways to connect people in need with people who have the things and if we could be a conduit somehow or, or, you know, whatever, or folks just want to shout us out and tell us, tell us that you did something like that or, or you need something. Maybe like uh, like a Facebook group tool exchange. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Cause I think that's going to be the easiest way to organize it. Yeah. But then you're going to get a bunch of people who are just getting free stuff to flip it. So, you know, you'd have to put something in there. Like these are tools that we're going to ship you not for resale. Like these are tools for your workshop. I don't want, you know, that's what I think. And I, I wonder too, if it's like, you know, if you know somebody like sometimes that's like oh yeah you could tag somebody nominate bob yeah that's a great i saw that bob doesn't have a you know a fucking chisel so if anybody's got a chisel send bob a chisel dude i love that i love that concept yeah Yeah, it'd have to be regulated i think a little bit or moderate yeah because it's i think you know anybody can go to facebook marketplace or those kinds of places and and you know, swindle tools and buy, sell, trade, all that kind of shit. But I think the idea for me, uh, you know, uh, would be, and and when Trent and I were talking, I was like, how do you connect those people and get them, you know, legitimately help people out? And it's in today's world, it's hard to sift through the bullshit, but I don't know. So if folks have ideas on how to make that happen, or you have tools or you have a need, Reach out, and I love that it was do. Trent that came came up with the yeah, ideas it was too. cool, yeah, 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 that's yeah, cool. it was cool, yeah, he's a good dude. All right, so M Law four nine seven nine, Mister Matt Law, he says uh, start to start uh, beginning a LQ nine and a four L eight zero for the Bel Air. He's restoring a car, by the way. Um, nice. I assume those are parts or maybe they're like motor parts or something. I'm not familiar with the LQ nine and the four L eight zero, but sounds cool as shit. And unless you mean the knives I have to produce, I need to get to that as well. So yeah, you got to work for it, man. Can't always just be wrenching on that cool ass car. Right. Make some money. As fun as it is. Knives, Ian, Ian Ma's projects. First on the list was rebuild my forge and it's done already. Hey, oh yeah, I like it. That's awesome. The man with a plan, and he's making it happen. That's it. Uh, AS underscore custom blades. He says he wants to make a welding table, and I assume he means the one that I built. So uh, AS custom blades, good luck to you. If you need any help, reach out. Love to help yeah, you. Yeah, buddy. Uh, that's all I got. All right, I got, I've got, like, if you go back over to the work for our housework, you can see there's a bunch more. So real quick, I'll, I'll start with crafting a life. I want Sean over at crafting the life. I want first one started was setting up a cobbler sewing machine. First one completed was setting up an FC or F E C L three container, which is ferric chloride. And uh, he says, but I've also started a couple of other projects. Yeah, ferric chloride container, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Sean and I were talking back and forth about the container uh, or the uh, build for the um, stabilizing container. And actually, I use the same setup for my stabilizing container as I do for my ferric chloride. So, nice. same exact situation. Uh, What one did you just read again? Crafting a life I want. From Sean S. Avenue, who is my lovely wife, is the next one. Ah, uh, yes. 
My first project of 2021 will be grinding out three steak knife handles on the Revolution 2x72 grinder collection, collection at the Housework Studio. I discovered a new love over the holiday break, and I'm kicking Brian's ass out of the house. <laughs> Wait, well, I mean, <laughs> time for that freeloader to go. Get yeah, him get out the fucking here. guy out of here. <laughs> I, got the, I got the goddamn grinder. Get him out of here. <laughs> Real quick, I know we're running out of time, but a quick story for this is that yeah. I invited Sarah during Christmas holiday break. Uh, to come down to the studio and I had a bunch of knives that were made and they were ground down uh, their full tang knives. So you could see the tang, you know, the, the sandwiched, you know, uh, G10 and, and wood on the outside, but they had not yeah. been finally ground down to the final handle shape. And I said uh-huh. to her like, Hey, you want to take a stab at this, you know? And she goes into the, she throws on some isotunes headphones puts on her respirator, walks into my grind room like she owns the damn place and right. freaking grinds out some of the best handles I've ever seen on blades. Nailed it. Right? Nailed it. She's, she's, she's an artist, awesome. so she yeah. gets it. And what I like about her approach is she's doing it in a way that I wouldn't have done it because I look yeah. at too many knives. I look at way too many knives and I'm influenced. She is not. And so she's looking at it from yep. the standpoint of, ergonomics and beauty and art and uh she did an amazing job so now uh she has been hired by me to do that from now on so i basically do all the mechanics i make the knives and then the blades and i glue them all up and then i hand them to her and she finishes them so it's a really nice that's awesome yeah you're right you know i i noticed that working with kids a lot yes like through the maker club that well, pre-COVID, I was I was running at the boys' school and just working with my kids. Right, it's like they're they have no preconceived notions of anything. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they like, just dive in and go. Away you go. That's the. It's, new, so it's like cool. new eyes. Like they're not yeah. looking at it, but without any outside influence. Yep. And they have not been on Pinterest for twelve right. hours trying to figure out. That's how they where the new ideas come it. from. Yep. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy says that a lot in like in the making it podcast. Right. And, and he does it a lot. I don't know if you've ever seen his like Walmart walkthroughs where he and Taylor just go cruise through fucking Walmart at midnight. It's hilarious. (laughs) It does sound hilarious. Where does he do that on Instagram or on? Yeah. His IG stories. And, but, but it's interesting to see it through his eyes because to him, everything is a product right and so he's always like oh this is cool packaging or look how they did this or look how they did that or whoa this is really weird or you know and he and he'll say you know like you just go on these i don't remember what he calls them but just like discovery walks you know or just go pick something up just because of the mechanism you know like oh that's interesting how this particular mechanism works you know he says that's why he likes old tools um and it's I just saw Pask Makes made a I don't know if it was his last video or video before last, but it was a it's a toolbox that sort of rolls up like a tool roll. Okay. And uh it's a it's actually an old school design. I've got several of the the uh toolboxes in my shop uh, that I happen to it's like a hand me down from an uncle. And uh yeah, they're they're these little trays that just kind of roll into each other like a like a 
Yeah, like a tool roll. Was this the uncle that cut his nuts off? Was it that one? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Um, His nuts inside of one of those boxes by chance? Right. There's blood everywhere. Oh, my God. Petrified ball sack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, there's Bob's balls. Speaking of past makes, last week we talked about the the IG video that I put up about that that, uh, handle design, the handle uh, jig. And that is that is his design, I believe. And now I it's mm-hmm. it's an adaptation from a tapering jig. And uh, a couple people called me out. They're like, "Oh, that's just like past makes." And I'm like, it, "Right, but this is a tapering jig. This is not past right. used it to make handles, and 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 he adapted it for that. And then I adapted it into a reversible, uh, you know, yeah. tapering jig with a thing." Everything's been done, by the way. Thank you. Know, there, if, if you want to call yeah, me out on, no, on copying somebody's no, work, it's like okay, I get it. But yeah, I there's no original idea. Yeah, anymore. yeah. So I I wrote in my second video like, hey, this is a past makes jig. You know, ha ha. I know. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm pretty whatever. sure he's the one that came up with it, by the way. And I tagged him in it so he could see it. And I was like, yeah. hey, you know, hey, I appreciate you. I I I'm, you know, as long as you, I think, yeah. If you try it, you know, I, and that is a struggle point for a lot of people starting a YouTube channel, right? It's it's actually one of my little struggle points. It's like, what project should I show? You know, because yeah, everything you think of, everybody's already got a damn video on, and it's like, you know what? Just fucking do it. Yeah, you're <laughs> Just right. I mean, put it out there, it, even if it's like a small modification from an original design. Yeah. You know, it still has merit. You know that yeah. it's. You know, in my particular design, it, it was all steel. It was reversible. It had a curved feature and a straight feature. Uh, it used a different guide. You know, there's there's things that you can do with my version that you can't do with Pask's version. And by the way, I didn't know it was Pask's version. So right. So I got, if you don't know. <laughs> well, see, here's what happened is I looked at a, a website called Lumberjocks. And there yep. is uh, there was a whole forum in there where a guy had made one of these knife handle jigs. And he made it exactly like Pask. Like he basically created Pask makes, you know, Jake. And the very last piece of that thread is where he credits Pask makes. So okay, I, I don't, I didn't l- read the whole thing. I just saw his concept and I was like, oh, yeah. I could do something similar to that, but I'm gonna do it on metal, make it reversible, blah blah blah. So, yeah. uh, so then, da- and then of course I create, you know, I make the video and everybody's calling it brilliant and whatever. And I'm like, this is not my concept. This is a tapering right. jig. I mean, essentially people made them for table legs and chairs and everything else. I just use this as my concept to make, you know, like whatever this thing is, this jig. And I got to the point mm-hmm. where I was like, all right, I just need to figure out what, you know, once people started tagging Pask in it, I was like, oh, this makes sense. I it's like Inception. I go back. I find Pask's video on it, and I'm like, "There it is." Okay, I get it now. I see why people are saying this. So I didn't really know about it, but again, it's like, you know, we take designs from other people, and we, you know, you change them around or whatever. And I try to give credit where credit is due. I just didn't know. I had no concept of it. So yeah, yeah it's what can you do? You know. Yeah. I can I can get angry yeah. about it and I can flip a table. That's what I can do. Yeah. We've tried that. It makes though. it makes me feel better sometimes. <laughs> or I can go harass the good people at Home Depot. Right. Where the I fuck are your springs? You. God damn it. <laughs> I know more than you. <laughs> Micah Shut D- your fucking mouth. <laughs> Micah Dunn says first mosaic Damascus ever pumped 
about it. Just need to lay the tiles out and get a web page up, trying to figure out this whole small business thing. Here's another one. Somebody wanting to do a small business. I love it. Nice. Did we do Badass Blade Works yet? We did not. My most requested piece of 2020, blacked out Brute to Forge Mini Cleaver, but attempting hot blue on the whole thing this time. Hot blue. Gotta love that blue. Hot blue. Gotta be careful with bluing. If you're using it on a mm, knife that I'll is bet. made for food. I know there's Ooh. there's a few people out there that don't think it's food safe. So, okay, gotta be careful. Entiat River yeah. Forge. First is getting the revolution built and then hopefully building a power hammer after that. Either a Frankenhammer or a pneumatic one designed by Joshua Delisle. Sprinkled in amongst that is several knife builds. Very nice. Very, Very nice. I think that's everything. I didn't do Facebook this time because I knew we wouldn't have time. Because Instagram, yeah. we get so many comments. So, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, man. Well, listen, Mr. Benjamin, we are an hour and a half into this podcast, and I think we got to shut it down. Yeah, man, I better get skating. I got kids to kids to school and day jobs to do and side jobs to do, and you know all that. And I'm sure you, with all your endeavors, have a full day planned as well. I I have a full day. I'm I'm sitting down in CAD, and uh, I'm actually drawing up the revolution one more time and i'm doing it in fusion 360 and then i'm making it open that app yeah i love that app and i'm doing it so that the user whoever downloads the plan sets can load it up and explode the hardware every piece like if you can imagine every single piece you can explode it and you can look at all the little details of it and I'm doing it true nice. to size and true to everything, so it'll all be there. So if somebody ever has a question, I could always zoom in and do a screen grab or, like, you know, I can take video of that process. And I'm also learning animation right now with Fusion 360. So Oh, cool. That That is actually pretty intuitive in Fusion. And, in fact, we should maybe save this for the next podcast, but I'm telling you, it is – once you figure it out, it is so cool, the stuff you can do with, uh, you know – pulling things on different axes and changing them, rotating them, doing all kinds of stuff. So it's really fun. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, well, I'm diving off the, diving off the deep end or into the deep end, one or the other, but, uh, yeah, just opened it up and I, I didn't, I guess I never realized, but they, they offer it free for educators. Yep. Yep. Um, Free for educators and free for people who are like the sub you know, I don't know if it's ten thousand or one thousand yeah. dollar a year or whatever. Um, I don't know any makers that fall into that category unless you're, you know, just starting out. But uh, yeah. you can get it free for a while, you know, and and use yeah. it. So and there's trials and stuff like that. So I'm gonna start playing with it. I think uh, my CNC is gonna come with a spire. Yeah, I wouldn't use fusion. In my opinion, don't use fusion to create tool paths. It's yeah, it's not. Sledgehammer when you need it. Yeah. Toothpick. I've tried it. It's not as intuitive as a lot of other things. Although I will say, I've I've never done it in a 3D, like a removable 3D machining process. I've only done it with 2D, like for for my Langmuir system CNC. So Uh I would say if you're just doing 2D stuff, you know, move over to something else like V-Carve or, you know, 
something cool. simple. I don't know. What's the other one that everybody uses? Oh, there's Carbide Create. Carbide Create. Um, there's one that's like, I don't know, oh, Crycut makes one or yeah. something. I can't remember what it is. But Oh, uh, the cricket, uh, Cricket? Yeah, the uh, Cricket, cricket one. cutting machine. Yeah, I can't remember what that's called. Uh, cricket, I have that. Uh, cricket Design Space. Yep, and I've heard that's really easy to use. Like for it is actually cuts. it's it's pretty decent honestly and I don't I don't know if I don't know if you can export out like G code or anything um, out of that I've only used it to interface directly with the with the Cricut uh, vinyl cutting machine um, but gotta listen to the X Y Z podcast yeah lots of Craig. options for sure and them. lots of free cam options out there I don't know we'll see. My CNC's still working its way through all the processes, but I think coming soon to a shop near you. Coming soon to a workshop near you. Ben Jamin Butler making things with his CNC machine. Oh, yeah. 2021. I'm going to cut shit up. <laughs> Starring Bruce Willis. <laughs> Are you all ready to cut? <laughs> <laughs> Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Oh man, my boy started saying "Yippee ki yay." Oh, no. oh no! And in my head, every you time finish the I sentence. finish it, <laughs> and I know one of these times I'm gonna blurt the fucking. <laughs> boy, I'm gonna blurt it right out. I just know I am. <laughs> They're like, Dad, what are you doing? Put a dollar in the swear jar. Oh, geez, Dad, come on. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. We appreciate you very much. Uh, welcome to 2021, the best year yet. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Check you guys later. Thank you. Later. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.